Good afternoon, good morning, or whatever it is for you. Welcome to The Build Plate. My name is Rainer, and today I will be recording this episode solo, as Asher has taken a vacation day. Yes, we all have vacation days. We all must take them. Um, so I have been tasked with recording our first solo episode. It will be very exciting. We have a lot of exciting and important topics to talk about, especially in the world of 3D printing. So without further ado, we'll get right into it. Yeah. Okay, the first line of business is, as usual, we will go over the brain teaser from last week, and we will cover the answer, and we will cover whether or not anybody was able to get the answer right. And spoiler alert, we did have a winner, but first I'm going to outline what the brain teaser was. The brain teaser this week was, Paul's height is 6 feet. He's an assistant at a butcher shop and wears size 9 shoes. What does he weigh? Okay, that's long enough for you. So, Paul weighs meat because he works at a butcher shop. Normally, when you go into a butcher shop and you get your meat, they put it on a scale and they weigh it. That's what Paul weighs. It's not anything that has to do with his actual physique or his body. Our winner this week that I alluded to a very short time ago is Gina DiGiovanni. Congratulations and thank you for participating. All right, the first topic we have to talk about is related to 3D printing per usual, per the uh, introduction there. Okay, so I, a little backstory here, I've always wanted to be in the toy making or um, toy industry for children's toys but I've never quite gotten there I mean this rocket ship that I'm 3d printing is pretty close but it's not an actual toy so you know I found it very interesting when I came across this article on 3dprinting.com that was basically exactly what I wanted to do with 3d printing and toys and I'm going to give you guys an overview of that so this company called toy box actually they were on the shark tank they have now licensed all of Warner Bros. figures, uh, so characters or figures, for lack of a better term, like Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, as well as some Adventure Time cartoons. They are now selling this 3D printer that comes with an app, and these figurines aren't like actual like 100% representation of the actual characters, but they're cute little knockoff figurines. For instance, I'm looking at one here on my screen. It says Justice League Mystery Prince. There's basically, they're like stubby, but they look like kind of like Lego characters, but you can print them all. You can print different ones from the website. The website also has no commenting section so that when kids are browsing the website, they don't have to deal with all the bullies on the internet and that type of thing, which I thought was really cool and thoughtful. So how, how does this work? Let me run it through. So a child gets the 3D printer, and then he downloads the app, he, she, whatever, downloads the app on their phone, and they pick a character that they want to print. So in this case, let's say I wanted to print a Superman character. Well, then I would go ahead and tap on that on my phone, essentially, and it would say, okay, well, you cannot print this until you pay me something. And this is a kind of a little bit of a funny part to the whole toy box uh, business model is that they don't use cash. They use something called bolts. 
Bolts are basically the currency for the whole app. And if you want to buy a Superman, it would cost you $2.28 or 300 bolts. So it's, you know, it, it gets interesting. I think that this type of thing, there's more room in the market for it. And I would definitely like to, at one point, evaluate if I could start something like this. So that's one thing that I wanted to, you know, cover right off the bat here is Toy Box and their awesome innovations in 3D printing to allow 3D printing to make toys for children in the home. Another super cool thing that I saw on 3dprinting.com is a print montage, for lack of better term, that showed a 3D printer printing a whole assembly plant that it then put together and then made a sandwich from it. So the best way I can explain this is that the 3D printer printed a tool that it then attached to itself. And then this tool then was used to take up the other prints that were on the build plate and assemble them into contraptions where they ended up putting a cucumber on it. And then the end of arm tool that the printer printed went and grabbed a knife that was printed, took that knife, and the build plate went back and forth and cut the cucumbers. And it cut the sandwich at the end. Um, it was incredible. It even had the bread was even like positioned by the end of arm tool. It looked like a little forklift. It came in and grabbed the bread, and picked it up, and then put it down. Of course, there was human intervention when the bread and the cucumber were put down. But at the end of the day, this is incredible that the printer was able to print the tool attached a tool to itself, then use that tool to assemble the rest of the assembly plant, and then use other tools that it printed during that same print to then make a sandwich, cut cucumbers, assemble it with meat, cucumber, and bread, and cut the sandwich into halves, all in the same print. It was incredible. And the article then goes on to say something cheeky like, what a day to be a machine. Because the same company that put together this, I guess you'd call it like a Rube, or Gold, Rube Goldberg type machine, they also went ahead and made another type machine like this that actually folds little baby shirts on the build plate, which is super cool as well. They basically printed another tool for the end of, for, for the printer to catch, grabbed the tool, and then assembled this whole thing together that allowed the shirt to be folded. Of course, human interaction was here as well when the shirt was placed onto the folding mechanism. But then the printer did everything else. So this was very, very cool. And uh, that was something else I saw on 3dprinting.com. And I'll go ahead and link that video to our Facebook group as well. Go ahead and check it out. I think you guys will really like that. It blew my mind. Hello? Who's that? Hi, this is the substitute for Asher. And today I would like to bring you guys a very interesting piece of technology news. If you're like me and you really like Star Wars, then you will know that this next bit will really engage with you. So, uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get right into it. The game, anticipated for the longest time in Star Wars canon universe, is the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. I have some bittersweet news. The game has been delayed again. I'm so sorry. Sorry, guys. That game is delayed. Okay, so let's dig in a little deeper about this. Developer TT Games, they tweeted and they said that we won't be able to make our intended spring release date. 
Oh my goodness. So this is already a delay from the game's original 2020 launch window. Oh my goodness. Are we ever going to get this game, you may wonder? I've always been anticipating the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. And now, oh my goodness, unfortunately, it's delayed yet again. Oh, okay. So what do we have? Will it ever come out? Well, according to the... To, 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 to many of the experts, it looks like it will never come out. Never ever. Oh, it's indefinitely delayed. We hope that this game will come out soon. We really do. Oh, wow. I did not know I was going to be joined by a substitute, but wow. Thanks for uh, giving me that uh, interesting tech update. We will definitely um, wow, be looking for you in the future, but um, if you could please... Uh, exit uh, my show while I go back to 3D printing items, that'd be really, really uh, um, great. <laughs> Again, I thought I was doing this uh, solo today. Wow. Okay, uh, no problem, sir. I'll just go ahead and leave the set now. Uh, again, guys, thank you so much for listening to me. Okay, now that that unnamed substitute's gone, we can get back into stuff I care about, such as 3D printing. This next segment will be called The Biggest and the Smallest. And what we're gonna do in this segment is we're gonna explore what the biggest 3D printer is. And transversely, we will also look at what the smallest 3D printer is. So without further ado, let's get into it. I'm gonna open up the Googles here and we will take a quick search so i'm going to go ahead and search what is the biggest 3d printer out there question mark okay i found this article that says the top 10 biggest 3d printers all right number 10 on the list is norsk titanium's direct metal deposition and this is a metal 3d printer and that's something we've never covered on the show before but we can definitely do that in the future so this has a build volume of 2.6 to 3.1 cubic meters okay let's see if that's the biggest one on this list or if there's a bigger one yet okay yes the, the number one i guess is the biggest one so the number one Biggest printer, according to this article on 3dprintingindustry.com, is 2,466 cubic meters. It's huge. And it prints cement. It's used for making houses. Oh my goodness. The largest one by far is that created by Winsun in China. Oh, China, they have the record for the largest printer. This cannot be. I can't let that happen. It's used for printing furniture, houses, and even five-story buildings. It uses recycled concrete from construction waste, and the process is thus significantly more eco-sustainable. Okay, a couple things here. One, I need to go uh, take care of my dog, Ruby. And two, when I get back, I will then go ahead and cover what build plate volume is because I know that somebody's going to ask. So let me go ahead and get Ruby. Ruby, Ruby, what's going on? Why are you barking? Oh, is that the reason? What? What's the reason? Oh, you want a treat. Oh, okay, let me get you this treat. All right, that should do it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you keep it down a little bit? 
Sure, sure. Okay, yep, 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 no problem. All right, I'm back, guys. All right, yeah, Ruby should be taken care of. Now, where were we? Oh, it was uh, build plate volumes. Okay, what does that mean? I know I said build volume in my biggest, smallest comparison in the first. Uh, we were talking about the biggest one. And according to that website, it had a build volume of 2,466 cubic meters. Um, wow. Okay, so basically that just means that if you put a box inside the area that the printer could print in that would be the size of the box so that is a huge box and uh, i'm gonna actually try to bring some real life examples in here of what exactly that is how big that actually is okay the best comparison i can find is a semi truck which i could only find in cubic feet so i will now convert the 2466 cubic meters to cubic feet and that comes out to be 87,120 cubic feet. So we need to look at the biggest semi truck allowed on the roads in most states, and that is a 53 foot semi truck. This has a 3,489 cubic foot capacity. So, how many of these semi trucks can fit in the build volume of a Winsun? 3D printer. Well, that's simple math. You take 87,120 and divide it by that 3,489 and you get 25.14 blah, 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 whatever. So you get around 25 semi trucks, the maximum size that are allowed in the US states, inside this build volume of the largest 3D printer. Okay, I think that pretty much defines the largest 3D printer according to this 3D printing industry website. Now let's find the smallest 3D printer. Okay, let's go. Hello? Who, who is it? Hey, it's Substitute Asher again, and I'm here with another important tech update. Uh, really? You're back? I thought we had a, an agreement that said that you would not come back. Well, I, I just thought our listeners, I, I mean, your listeners, uh, would like to hear one more tech update, uh, considering, you know, a Asher's gone this week. <sighs> okay, I guess I'll allow it. Oh, thank you so much, Coin Sir. Okay, my next tech update is pertaining to... Come on, man, hurry up. We want to get to the smallest 3D printer. Come on. Okay, okay, calm yourself. Here we go, here we go. Here's a good topic. Okay, okay. You know how it's April now? Yeah, what about it? Well, this means that we only have one month until May. And why is May important, you ask? Actually, I wasn't asking that, but I guess if you're going to tell me, go ahead and tell me, please. Well, the fourth day of May is May the 4th. And May the 4th is also known as Star Wars Day. Yes, my next topic has to do with Star Wars. I cannot get away from it. What? Did you know that Disney Plus is scheduling to release a limited series called The Bad Batch on May the 4th? Oh my goodness, may the 4th be with us all. Oh, this is going to be incredible. The Bad Batch is based on a group of defaulted stormtroopers that got introduced to us at the end of the Clone Wars. And oh my word, this is going to be an exciting series. 
None other but Dave Filoni himself, the same guy that wrote uh, The Mandalorian, I believe, or directed it, whatever you want to call it, actually is the same exact guy who is directing this. Oh, are you excited? I'm so excited about this. I cannot hold it in any longer. Okay, first of all, hold, hold your excitement a little bit. I, I know you're excited, and yes, this is good news for me too. I actually didn't know this. So, wow. This is incredible. Um, can you tell me a little bit uh, more about this? Is this an animated series? Is this a live action? What do you know, man? I, I'm engaged now. Let's let's keep talking this through. Oh, well, kind sir. Thank you so much for being engaged in one of my topics, finally. Okay, well, what do you mean by the question live action? If you're asking if this thing has action in it, well, let me tell you. I watched the first trailer, and oh, it has action, all right. Oh, I, I mean, by, by live action, I mean, is it real people or is it, uh, like, animated? You know, like, live action means real people. Oh, I totally get your question now. Oh, yes, it's animated. It's just like the Clone Wars. It's very cool. And I, I, I watched the trailer, like I said, and, oh, there's speeder bikes. There's those little droids that come out of the uh, the ship in, in heavy formation uh, on, uh, 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 what, what's her name? Princess Leia's planet? Uh, um, oh, no, not Alderaan. I can't remember it. The one that Jar Jar Brinks is from. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Yes, uh, these droids, there's, there's those. And uh, apparently these, these stormtroopers have a different outfit on. They're not completely white. Something I totally did, didn't see in past Star Wars, uh, 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 stuff. But again, I, I haven't really watched all the Clone Wars or anything, but... Oh, man, this is going to be great. Everybody keep in mind, may the force. Okay, well, that was sure. Tangent, I, I think yeah, I'm going to get everything that I'm going to get out of you from the way things are sounding. You seem a little uh, too excited for my liking for this. Um, I, I'm going to have to dismiss you again from set if that's okay. Oh, sure, no problem. Okay, bye-bye. Well, sorry about that, guys. Um... I, there may have been a drop or two of useful information in there, but really, we got to get back to our big, small comparison. We talked about the biggest 3D printer. Let's get into the smallest 3D printer now. So I'm going to go to the Googles again, and I'm going to go ahead and type in what is the world's smallest 3D printer. Okay, let's see what comes up. All right, here's a TED Talk video about this guy who apparently has the world's smallest 3D printer. All right, I'm going to save you guys the stress here or the time of watching this whole entire video. I'm going to go ahead and watch it now, and then I'll be right back and give you guys an overview of this small printer. I hope that he mentions the build volume size, but if not, uh, we can find another way to describe how small it is without mentioning that. Wow, that was a super interesting video, and I'm glad I watched that. Definitely not one of those videos where it's like you watch and it's like, oh man, I just wasted 15, 20 minutes of my life. Anyways, so in summary, this printer is capable of printing items smaller than the human hair. In great detail. So his, his example in his presentation was a suspension bridge that was the size of a particle of dust. And you need a microscope to see this thing. 
That's how tiny this thing can print. Anyways, he didn't mention anything about the build, build volume, so I had to kind of guess. Um, I would say the size of this would be around the size of one hearing aid because he gave a lot of examples of printing hearing aids with this. So again, this is from 2011. I have done a little bit more research as well before coming back to this, and I, ha I was not able to find any other 3D printers that were smaller than this. So very cool, very uh, let's say, mm, good good concept for the right applications. Uh, what type of printer is it? You may be wondering. Well, it's a resin-based printer, so it uses a laser to cure the resin in uh, one layer at a time. And you guys know that I use a filament-based 3D printer, so that it uses hot plastic to build the layers up one layer at a time. I think I mentioned that last week as well. All right, that completes the what's big, what's small, the big small comparison. Um, sorry for the interruption halfway through from the substitute. Uh, let's hope he doesn't come back. Uh, he should be on his way to Timbuktu, if you know what I mean by now. All right, what's next on the list of things to discuss? Well, you know what? I decided that since I was solo today, uh, this would be a quicker episode than normal but we would still get it out there. So without further ado, why don't we get that music queued up now? Oh no, who is it? Hi, it's me again. I just wanted to give one, one last tech insight for our, our I mean, your listeners. Uh, could I just please do one more, pretty please, one more tech insight, just one more tiny one? Okay. This is the last one, though, before we go into the brain teaser. So I will give you this five to two minutes for you to get this out there. What do you have? Uh, the last one was pretty engaging about the new Star Wars series coming to Disney+. Plus. So I guess I'll let you have this time now. Oh, many thanks again. I feel like I'm always thanking you, but I think one of these days you're going to appreciate... All of the great things I've brought to your episode while you were recording solo. Oh, man. Okay. Okay, okay. Here it is. Have you ever heard of a cicada? Um, yeah, I've heard of them. Aren't those those big things that sit in trees and make sounds all the time? And sometimes it's soothing and other times it drives you absolutely nuts. Oh, yes. You're more educated than I even imagined. But yes, you are right, cicadas, and you might uh, be asking why I'm bringing this up. Well, uh, this year, a very scary thing is happening with cicadas. They will be coming out in full force. The last time, a uh, brood, which is a bunch of cicadas that hatch, like a brood is something, a bunch of things hatching, or, or, or uh, you know, uh, a lot of children, a children of an offspring brood. It's a brood, you know? Well, the last time one this big as hatched was in 2004, and this is anticipated to be even bigger than that. We're talking millions and millions of cicadas will come out, and, and, and it will be scary. Um, how is this technology related? I mean, <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about technology. Well, you see, sometimes I like to talk about other things than technology, but this is uh, technology related because they use technology to calculate how many there will be. Oh, okay, okay. That, I mean, that's fair. So tell me more about this. Uh, what's the name of this um, 
special group of cicadas. Well, they call it Brood X, and uh, it's it's huge. Apparently, uh, there's going to be six different species of cicadas. Uh, oh man, this is going to be scary. Oh, um, okay. Please don't get too scared. I'm sure we've dealt with cicadas in the past, and this isn't the end of the world. I mean, how many states? Is this everywhere in the U.S.? Oh, I, I think it's only going to be in about 15 states, as well as Washington, D.C., so look out uh, in the capital. Um, uh, and, oh my goodness, I, I'm just really scared about it. Uh, uh... Okay, again, please, you're gonna have to calm down or else I'm gonna kick you out again. Um, I, I guess I can pretend to act like I'm interested and ask another question if you know what I mean. Um, so when, when will this happen this year? Oh, okay, I don't really want to think about it anymore, so I wish you would kick me out, but I'll answer this question and then I'm getting out of here so I can go drown my my sorrows and my scaredness in, in a bottle of fine Glenfiddich 12 year. Okay, all right, can you answer my question already? Yes, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. when will they emerge? Well, uh, some say that it will happen around mid-May, so... After the May the 4th date, and uh, some say it might come earlier, even late June, or sorry, that's later, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Anyways, needless to say, uh, people actually will travel to see these, and I don't want to see these, I don't want to see them, but okay, here's another little tech insight about this, uh, there's an app you can get called Cicada Safari, it's available on iOS and Android. And it lets all the curious people, so not me who care about cicadas, uh, oh, you can let it lets all of them go and, and, and visit and, and notice when they are coming out. It connects them with valuable resources on the National Geographic website, and it just gives a, a general oversight about uh, how many have hatched, how many are planned to hatch, a lot of interesting facts. So, yes, everything has an app. And, now there's a cicada app. Oh, God, oh, God, let me out of here. Oh, man, I'm so glad he's gone. See, you know, some people, they just talk and they stress you out. And that is exactly how Substitute is. He talks and he stresses me the crap out. Okay, let's try this again. Without further ado, let's get into this week's brain teaser. Cue the brain teaser music now. Okay, this week's brain teaser is, turn me on my side and I am everything. Cut me in half and I am nothing. What am I? Again, that's turn me on my side and I am everything. Cut me in half and I am nothing. What am I? I hope it's not a cicada. Oh my goodness, you're still here? I thought you just left the room. How do you keep getting in here? Oh, get out of here. All right, oh my gosh, this guy is really aggravating me. I'm so glad we're almost done with this episode. Okay, guys, if you know the answer to that brain teaser, you can email us at thebillplatepodcast at gmail.com, or you can always reach out to us on Facebook Messenger. We will be glad to tell you if you got it right and send you a billplate keychain if you did. All right, thanks a lot for listening. This podcast has been produced and edited 
by Asher and Rainer Brown. <laughs>